Welcome to Blight and Boon, a God's Tale podcast. This is episode 4. In this episode Andrew and Dan play through the version 0.6 rules, and discuss how the changes affect the gameplay. Episode four. I think it's episode four. I'm not entirely sure what episode it is. If we call it episode four, then it's episode four. Yeah, uh, we played another game using version 0.6. Dum bum bum. Da da That basically was mechanically the same as 0.5. Yes. Uh, the only... But they changed the stats, didn't they? And the follow rules. The f- oh, the follow rules. That's, that's right. That's the big change. <coughs> so this time I'm actually gonna. <coughs> Excuse me. Actually, going to follow the actual guidelines that Alex put on the forum. Actually, answer his questions rather than actually just bamble for half an hour. Oh, I'm out. Cool. <laughs> see, see you next week. Here's some questions. Yeah, um, I'll read them out to you. Okay. So, question one: Did any part of the new follower skill section of the rulebook cause confusion? Well, no. But as been proved by our previous three episodes, we get the rules wrong sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> no, but anyway. So, what is the new change? Uh, followers. Um, basically, when you nominate a hex with followers in, and that one hex of followers does one does one skill. Yeah. So, if you had say five orcs, three in one hex, and two of the orcs in a hex each, before you have three attacks, now you have one hex making one attack. So one thing it made it faster. It did make it faster. It made um, it's quite odd. So that plus the change of Maelstrom heroes, men. When we played with the orcs and the shattered bows like, uh, opposite each other. There are a lot of followers on the board. Yes. All game. I mean, there are, there are a lot of followers on the board. And it, it's quite difficult to kill a lot of followers with certain heroes. And that's very interesting. So, um, so for example, I had Wraith Madrid, um, Shale, and Rangosh. And, yeah, um, killing the followers of Blackjaw, Rodri, and Lorsane was really difficult. <laughs> it's completely surrounded and completely outnumbered all game. And that was very interesting. That was different and interesting. I think it was more noticeable with... Um... The whirlpools, how you can get three pulls or three pushes. Yes. That but the whirlpools did very little in this game, I think. Um, themselves, yes. They still were the teleportation bonus. But that was a change to Wraith Madrid was quite interesting because he no longer just gets armor from dead whirlpools. It was worth having whirlpools on the board. He also, it's Wraith Madrid's now got a way to generate his own boon dice, which before he didn't have that. Yeah. Which means now he can generate them and then move and change the facings. Yes, and then your and then the whirlpools get the same thing, which I forgot <laughs> completely. But anyway, that's that's that one. Um, did the new follower using skill rules cause more decisions to be made when placing followers and using skills? More decisions. Well, I think you'd always have. I'm not sure about that. If you did, you're always going to have one hex for three in to maximise their one attack. Yeah, I think that's very true. Um, the, 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 less... the other ones you tend to use more for blocking purposes now than used yeah. to. I think I think the placement's more interesting. <coughs> and then it's then it's a question of do I want to spend. My five, let's say I've got five, let's do the Yorks with Shadows, in five different hexes to block a, a movement, or do I actually want to attack with them? It makes it a no-brainer to have three in one hex, but I think that's the case before anyway. You might not have done with the Maelstrom attacking the entire hex. It means now you're probably going to have the other followers more spread out for war control than you used to have before, I think. Because before, you can get, if you had five followers, I'd probably say you have a, a, three and a, a three and a two. Now it's probably more reason to have three and two ones. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's I think that's very fair. But 
I, I think not having a hex of three is going to be rare for certain so. followers. And maybe that's a bit of a shame. But now he's like, well, if I want these to do anything, I have to have a hex of three. Rodri's dwarves are a bit different. You might have two of two because you actually just want them to be taking damage for him. Yeah. But the elves, hex of three. The elves never go around and put anything less than yeah. them. One, they might as well be one follower. Yeah, um, the elves never separate ever. No, because you get almost no benefit. Yeah, that's unfair. You will occasionally get the um, time you think, well, I really need to block this zone off. I'll put three How often down. have the elf followers been killed in their past four games? I mean, the stats change each, each time, but the elf followers barely ever die, don't they? Well, Lausanne and they the elf followers, today, weren't they, they? you barely get attacked in our yeah. games. That's the, I'll come to Lausanne about that interesting thing in a minute. Um, yeah, some just don't bother, you don't bother attacking them. If you're at range and you're away from the scoring zones, then... There's not a lot of point going to attack those people. No. And especially um, before the new follower change, you might have thrown a shot at them or an attack at them because you had a spare dice. Now you don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that good or bad? Don't know. It's interesting. Um, how is the change to followers using skills affecting understanding when boons or blights are used? That's much easier. Yeah, it is. Um, but there's no shadow stripping five bl- um, boons off five different people anymore because obviously you're not attacked. Then again, I think... Um looking at the Shattered Bows, for example, because before we thought they were pretty bad, the damage output of the followers is better than it was. Yes, three dice damage is a perfectly legitimate and respectable. If you hit, dice three damage. dice damage is going to hurt someone. Yeah, if you've only got armor one, three dice damage is going to do a good amount of damage. Uh, absolutely. Um, What's next? What you don't get is the, the follower-on-follower action, though, doesn't work very well, because you get two units of followers come back to each other. They attack one hex against each other. They kill one follower each. They regain follower each. It's a complete stalemate. mate. Um, if you get say for the orcs versus the shadows, nothing's ever going to happen with them. But that's probably intentional, I guess. Maybe that makes most from champions more worth it, isn't it? For killing more followers, yeah, well, yeah, spending your time killing followers. Um, but that's, I think, that comes down to the changes that this does. Yeah. Now, if that's good or not, who knows? <laughs> uh, then we got the next question: Is are the cards easy to understand with the new layout? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think you'll come up with a great idea that I don't think the cards should be. Double sided, I think, or three separate cards. Probably thinks that rather than having rather than having three separate cards, it should be basically a bar with all three cards on. And yeah, you have your strategy bar at the top and then your tactics at the bottom. Um, I think the cards are very easy to read. I think they're, um, the graphic design is perfectly adequate for what they are. I think, um, yeah, I don't have a problem at all. Yeah. I think it would be nice if you could put the version number on the cards so it can mixed up. I think that's no. I think that's very important um, between version five and four. The only the way best way to know the difference: uh, friend, enemy, self. I think, I, think, I think the cards are perfectly to use. Yeah, and then they got the, the, the flipping over them in their tactics and strategy. Yeah. One. But yeah, you can have them all in one, literally one card. I mean, every the entire model and his followers does. That's quite cool. Uh, do the changes to Lausanne make her feel more unique? I think it was very good. I think um, her. Odd piercing shot that does one wound regardless. It's very nice. Um, yeah, and no, I think that works out very well. Double, double uh, shot is it's dicey to get it a hit because it's two accuracy dice against a lot of dodge two. So basically, you know, even, slightly, even, slightly better than a coin flip because you, you, you win on draws. Yeah. Um, but it's horrifying. Then again, it's, it's the shortest range attack. It's only range two, which is pretty bad for her if she gets caught out. Mm. Um, she she killed people. I mean, she's a slayer. I mean, we did a job. We're she, game a minute, but if she could manage to kill, she killed. Um, she killed, she killed Rangosh. Rangosh. She killed Mathem or one guy. No, Mathem was killed by Rodri. Oh, was it Rodri? She was. He was wounded by her, wasn't he? Yeah, and she kited around, being out of the way, and she, she just never wounds off. But she wasn't 
I wouldn't say she felt particularly overpowered. No, she's got this weird um, because she's a range character with a decent range and a, and a, a long range and a move and shoot. So you move, you shoot, and you get to move a square. Um, she's away from the scoring zones. Yeah, you do not generally, it seems, move a hero away from a scoring zone to do with another hero. Um, so she's weirdly protected simply by the fact that she's not where everybody else is. Um, and that's huge, actually. But she felt unique. She felt dangerous. She didn't feel overpowered. She got attacked once at the end by Wraith Madrid, who basically attacked her and she dropped out of the way. Yeah, I, it was one. Um, but then again, the, I mean, the I think the, the, the first version sort of not been one rules around that. The game felt by binary with dodge dice and damage dice. Mm. I mean, I, I do prefer the mechanic now, but she still feels binary, not through any fault of the rules, just because her health's so low that yes. generally speaking, <laughs> she'll die if she gets hit. If she hit. gets hit, she does die. Um, yeah. That's fair enough. But she doesn't get hit very often, so I think actually that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I think that fine. works out quite well. I mean, you might even... And I like Ultimate. It's kind of nice. It's actually usable. It's so usable. we played the game. This is quite This is um, quite an upgrade. So we had three on three and used every Ultimate bar Shales. So um, the last game we played um, under the rules 0.5, it was Shale and Wraithman um, against uh, Wadri and Lozane. And because of science, we kept the same teams. So... Same teams, both sides, except um, Dan added Rangosh to his side. So we had Rangosh, Shell, and Midworth, and I added um, Blackwater Mine. So we tried to keep it the same. Also, Dan did basically the same tactics first turn, um, possibly because they're super strong, possibly yeah. because it happened. And the game was very different, but that's good because I think we could see the, the difference between the rules of this system. Mm. Um, any more questions to answer before we talk uh, about the game? A couple. Um... What interesting combinations have you from Wraith and Rid's new trait? Um, so Wraith and Rid's um, ability to move hexes around means you can get a first turn VP win extremely easily with Shale. With I, I think, don't think you can do it with very as easily with other people. No, that's a lie, probably. I think what you could do. All you need is one movement buff for a speed. Um, probably do it. And in turn four, we use the same thing to. Teleport Hex basically next to Rangosh, who was KO'd, so he'd get up and plant a flag. Um, his new trait in terms of getting um, reinforce when yeah, so not having armor when Welcome's die. It um, was nice because it was a way of getting it was a way of getting Boon dice to give to himself, and obviously he can now do it to himself and change his faces around yeah. because his power also means that there's a reason to have Whirlpools come back. And before there was no reason for him to, to kill them as quick as possible. Also, it means he can't walk around on flat armor four. He's no longer both the most jumping character in the world and the, and the most world. tankiest character in the world, and with an okay damage input. So yeah, he's much I more think balanced. Better, yeah. um, I've used him; he wasn't as powerful. Good. I think he's probably. Um. <laughs> also, what does tax gives him a free move as well? Yes, um, and that's cheeky. He is very powerful. I think he's probably my favorite one. Yeah. So um, he's about to crush flags and run around. In fact, do you talk about the ultimate as well for um, Rangosh as well? Seems really uh, yeah, I was coming to that. Don't you worry. <laughs> so yeah, Rangosh changed with his ultimate. Is his ultimate now instead of killing his shattered bows to get plus one damage, plus one attack dice, all the things. It was damage, yeah. Um, he kills them to get plus one movement. So he can spend an action to kill a shattered bow or any number of shattered bows up to five to get plus one movement. He then moves for free in the tactics phase. So in my turn. He was knocked out, so he stood up for one action, killed all five shatter bows, got a movement of eight, and then crushed two of Andrew's flags in one movement turn. Which was free. It was really cool. It was it was amazing. It's like from nowhere, this model's and it goes Pachang, it's a massive swing. And him only getting a free movement one phases is much better, I think, in terms of yes. balance. It means it could before KOing him felt almost worthless. 
Yeah. Um, he's, fragile, he's, fairly, he's fairly fragile, Austin. He's only got five. He's actually very fragile. He's only got five health. Um, but he can heal, can't he? He can, theoretically. And healing is. Well, no one else can heal in this game, can they? No. Um, However, as we can see, five health doesn't keep your life very long. It might not. You can do five damage um, but through his armor, quite. Rodri managed to kill him in. One hit? One hit, I think it was one hit. Yeah. I think so, was so I wanted Rodri to weaken him so Lord Zane could finish him off, but Rodri just sword swiped him and killed him. Yeah. It was like, oh. Yeah. What we didn't see is Rangosh killing the world this time around, which is. Um, I think he could have done. I think he rolled pretty bad because he did a. a, a Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker on Rodri and he just didn't roll very well. No, so I managed to whip Rodri away from his dwarves so he no longer can. No longer had a guardian on him. And then Jawbreaker him. And that, would, that is obviously the, the ultimate combo you want to do. Um, it didn't work. But then what I think that shows is you can kind of get this weird uh, momentum swift shift that if you're winning the turns, so you can win turn one using Wraith Marids and Shale's chunky thing, you then go sec, um, you're then forced to go first in the strategic phase. In the tactics phase, you're going first because your opponent, which means they kind of get the alpha on your heroes. And once that happens, it's quite hard to come back from the, I take one of your heroes out, you take one of mine. That you kind of, yeah. so in, what I'm trying to say is when, because you took Rangosh out quite easily, I never actually, apart from that one attack, didn't actually attack with Rangosh at any point because he was never in position to or able to. Or Although him pushing two flags and then later on getting up and then getting a panel flag because of your movement of the hexes with... Well, that just shows great, great design um, yeah. in my respect because okay, I didn't get to attack with him but I didn't need to because he could crush flags and plant them. So, is that any more questions to answer? Is that... that was it. Okay. Uh, no, what other game core questions do you have this time? It feels pretty solid. I always get the I always get the, the words mixed up in my head about what's crush, what's cull, what's claim, what's conquer, because they all begin with a C. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I find that hard sometimes because words are hard. Yeah, words are difficult because there's, there's claim. Yeah, it's it's. Um, but I still don't know the point swing. Um, but that's I mean, we haven't played a huge number of games with it, and you'll learn that pretty fast. I reckon. One of the things we did for the first time this game was replanting a flag. Oh so yeah, Shale yeah. planted the flag that's already he had flag in one place and then planted plant another one. Um, I don't know if I liked it or not. I think I did because it was nice to do. But you kind of get this weird thing: if I plant the flag, got my points. I'm going to plant it again, get more points. Cost an action though, doesn't it? Not for him though. Oh, oh, I see. What you mean, yeah, his free plant is really good. So it's it's just as interesting as I kind of the, the game. So walking to the game, basically the first turn you planted your flag as, as we discussed in the past, where you can to move forward, shell. Uh, so the golem mudslid forward the whirlpools, and then Raven um, Rid teleported to a whirlpool and then flinged it behind him. Yeah, and then shell moved up and did a free plant to. And then Chell moves up. He then gets the golem to uh, slide him up. Yeah. So he's, that's four squares of movement, which then lets him climb. Because you must have twice, can't you, basically? Yeah. Um, Panther flag. You did that, which means the first turn wind. The first turn uh, score for you is, is virtually impossible for you to stop. Because there's no real damage. Yeah. Um, turn two was pretty close, and you won that as well. I did, but I can't remember why. Um... I think you could. You still couldn't get to that flag. I could get the flag. I did some killing. I managed to do some, some killing, but it was pretty close. I think but it, was, it was hovering around the middle. And oh, that's why I used um, Raithmurid's um, ultimate to slide to attack um, Rodri, get two squares of move, crush Rodri's flag, and then ultimate back to where he started. That's from. right. And basically, uh, Blackjaw couldn't quite kill the followers because you put them all out. And, and also, um, I was still thinking he could move after he attacked and he couldn't. He was at a, at a range of the big hex of three followers. So yeah. he had to kill hexes of one follower each instead. Well, actually, that was the turn I 
um, spread out my followers for that reason. And you flat refused to attack Batshaw throughout this whole game. So basically, he didn't get any wounds on him. Yeah, because he's a weird one for that very reason. He's immortal, that Batshaw. He, he is weirdly immortal. He's been, and Lil Zane, um, and Rodri, in fact, all have this weird um, difference of uh, immortality. Lil Zane is too far out to go fight. So she's practically more... Rodri is an absolute tank. Rodri just tanks it because he kills a lot of his own followers doing surviving. And he's got a lot of armour. Also he's got good melee as well. And can fight. And then you've got Blackjaw who you don't want to hit because you don't want him to have three actions to turn. Because, well, because if you hit him and he hasn't gone yet, you're probably giving him five, act- five activations to attack with. Yeah. And he's got seven health so as well. Five actions. So not five activations. Um, so he's really hard to take out in one go. Yeah. So, weirdly, those three characters have their own shred of immortality. Um, um, so that was turn two. Turn three, I, up. <laughs> I, I took your toys off. So, Lorzane <laughs> killed Raven Rid. Rodri killed Rangosh. And you planted two flags. I planted two flags. And just curbed onto you. Um, so then I crushed your two flags. And then turn four, you... So, so you, yeah, you pushed my flags, but I still managed to swing it. Yeah, because you managed to kill enough people. Um, and then Rangosh was KO'd. And was quite far away from the scenario zone because you pushed him away. Pushed, pushed him away. So turn four, I ran blackjack to plant a flag at a threat of everyone else. Didn't I, f- I forgot that you could mudslide just for even side. So Shell got mudslid up by his golem, who then crushed the flag and then basically ran away from everyone else who couldn't be hurt. Uh, blackjaw, so not blackjaw. Um, Wraith Marid ran up to near Rangosh, who was on the floor code. Managed to move a hex next to Rangosh. You could then get up and plant a flag. Can't Otherwise, you couldn't have done that. Which is then out of range. And then basically, the turn four was barely fighting, but because of those two actions, I just couldn't get to you. Because I, I literally had moved all my people away from all your people. So I didn't, yeah. all the Shatterbows were dead the previous turns. So they came back near Rangosh, so they weren't they attacked. You had Gollum and Shale, who are literally on my table edge, so I could only get that way a few people. I had no whirlpools, and Wraith Marid again was next to Rangosh, so it was like, oh. So the game was, was, was this first. So turn two, turn two, and most turn three is a real big scrum in the middle, and you can barely move. Everyone's crushing together, and also pinging uh, wounds off. And now people in the way of each other, blocking off everything else. A lot of, a lot of uh, lanes were blocked. Um, that was the perfect hex I was going to move to with Rodri, but you put whirlpools in the way, and I couldn't quite kill them. That became much more game controlly than I've ever seen. There was must have been a four by four hex square in the middle that had it something on. And the followers would use a lot of them to jam areas up. They were um, obviously bad for the heroes because the heroes didn't want to spend their tax killing followers, effectively, in that case. Mm. Um, and so that was very good. And then basically after sort of turn, end, end of turn three, beginning of turn two, the area, the, the board exploded again. Everyone got flung out to different parts of the board and fought their little skirmishes. Um, so mobility was a big deal in that game, I think. Yeah, I think it was. And I think um, the scoring zone expanding, again, kind of expanded in a, in a, in a basically a long line. Um, that had more of a, a right angle to do it, just how the game works. Um, and if you have the scoring zone not in just one big straight line down the side, down one end to one end of the board, you get this much more interesting jamming in the centre. So if you just have a, a bit of a turn on your scoring zone, then you get followers jammed in there and heroes jammed in there. And, and I think that's where you can get the cheeky, I've planted a flag, you can't get to it, I'm going to win this game. Yeah. And only planting in the strategy phase is such a better idea. Except that if I say that if you're going first in the strategy phase, you plant less flags. Yeah, I mean, I, I so I, I lost, I lost the first two turns, and I chose to go second, so I got the 
strategy phase after you. Yeah, and then you get your last hero activation. So I could react to. Yeah, which seems a much better way thing to do. So I, I could basically plant a flags, lay immediately crushing them. Yes, or uh, crush a mine. I, yeah. So I can only plant a flag if they're immediately safe. Yeah. It's not like I can then build up to them, make them safe. Which feels like a much better way of doing it. Um, so it felt quite tactical. I think the rules flowed. It was very fast. The game felt fast, but about an hour long, I reckon. Yeah, I know. And yeah. Um, I think making followers do one attack only per unit. Did it, make it, did it make it faster? It did make it faster. It made it made them less interesting. Um, they were very good for controlling the board, though, weren't they? Yes, they were very good for controlling the board. That is very true. But actually, the orcs and the shadow bows might as well have been the same thing. They were very close, they were very similar in what they did, um, and they might as well have just been a, a wall almost. Yeah, they were very similar. Um, which isn't so. The dwarves have their benefit because they're guardians, so they just tank a load of wounds. Um, but again, that's kind of all they do, and come back a bit faster. Um, the shadow bows come back a bit faster. That's quite interesting. You get killed, but. I think some of the followers are losing their unique interestingness. That's interesting. Uh, so I think the dwarf ones are always good. I like how they get more power, get more resistance as they get like that as well. Yeah, especially because you can. The dwarves are interesting, but only but if they didn't have the kind of guardian power. So Rod, if Rodri wasn't a guardian, the dwarves, the orcs, and the shatterbows would all be a bit generic, a bit boring. I think. Mm, I think. Maybe because um, yeah. the elves are just one thing. They run around and shoot guy at something. They do damage, and that's what that's that's what they do. The golem is obviously the golem. He's the most interesting. Follower because he does interesting things, and then you get the others. Which the world is interesting, but the other ones getting a bit generic and a bit the samey. I mean, I guess in some ways the stat wise are pretty similar, aren't they? Uh, the orcs, the attacks, yeah. the attacks are roughly the same. So it's the orcs can do two attacks and, and the tactics. Their their, their strategy yeah. actions seem more different than their tactics actions. Yeah. Sense. Yes. Um, I don't know. They they are different. The cards are different. There's definitely this can do the orcs go much faster. These have this, but actually in the game. They feel very similar. Hmm. Um, so it's a good game. I think it flowed very nicely. I think it felt it, it didn't feel like armor was king anymore. It felt, it felt but armor did do something. At the same time, we weren't pinging shots off each other. No, um, I didn't feel useless either. It was a weird one to tell because there were simply less attacking. So it meant that shapers were doing less damage, which is where you want them to be. They were the, they were the ones who get to manipulate everything. Now we're going power right. It wasn't insta kill. I just impale you twice and kill you. What? Yeah. Um, so you kind of have this. I didn't do much damage to you at all. In fact, I think I put one. Did I put a wound cube on any of your heroes? Um, uh, I, I don't think, think so. Uh, don't think it did. No, I think I think I did two damage to Roger, and you killed two dwarves, and that was it. Yeah. Um, I killed some dwarves with a pale because they happened to be standing. But there. you won. Uh, but I won. What my point was there is I still don't know the armor damage. But you're right. In terms, of, I, I, my side was was almost not intentionally by me but designed to be one that you can't really hurt yeah yeah you so, all have the things that means you can't hurt and you're all punchy it also shows that you can win without fighting and that's good without fighting. so that, that was actually a very interesting because even Rangosh is actually because he can move surprisingly far um, he's quite a board dominating presence yeah absolutely about it I think yeah, oh, yeah I think so I think that's right. we waffled on long enough bye bye